A staunch Ukraine military aid supporter announces he will step down from Republican leadership in the Senate. How has the party changed over his decades in the chamber? Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. I'm unconflicted about the good within our country and the irreplaceable role we play as the leader of the free world. It's why I worked so hard to get the national security package passed. Also, military leaders warn a year-long continuing resolution threatens military modernization efforts. What does this all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host, Simone Perez. Today is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. Happy Leap Day, early birds. First up, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announces he will step down from Senate leadership in November. One of life's most underappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. McConnell is the longest-serving Senate leader ever and turned 82 last week. McConnell said he plans to serve out his Senate term, which ends in January 2027. So here's the defense angle to all of this. McConnell's decision represents a large ideological transition in the Republican Party. McConnell is a more traditional conservative in his approach when it comes to defense spending and national security. He has supported larger defense budgets and international alliances like NATO. He has even been one of the biggest Republican supporters of military aid to Ukraine. I believe more strongly than ever that America's global leadership is essential to preserving the shining city on a hill that Ronald Reagan discussed. As long as I'm drawing breath on this earth, I will defend American exceptionalism. But his support has flown in the face of a growing group of other Republicans increasingly hostile to Ukraine military aid and overall military spending. One of those challenging this view is former President Donald Trump. He has questioned longtime military alliances, international trade agreements, and pushed for a severe crackdown on immigration. It's a word that strikes fear in the hearts of defense officials. Continuing resolution. But in their minds, what could possibly be worse than that? Well, it's called a year-long continuing resolution. That's a situation where Congress takes a whole calendar year to put together a budget. The last time that happened was in 2011. That causes concerns for a number of the military's top priorities. So for more on how this concerns military officials, naval warfare reporter Megan Eckstein joins the episode. So Megan, first, take us through the military's overall concerns about a year-long continuing resolution. Yeah, the services made clear they don't like a continuing resolution anytime, but they particularly do not like a full year continuing resolution. They are very concerned about their funding for personnel. Um, there are troop pay raises that went into effect this year in fiscal 2024 um, compared to the previous year. So if they are limited to the 2023 budget, they are going to run out of money to pay the troops um, and to pay the, the civilian staff. So there's questions about what to do to find enough money simply to pay the force. Um, there's also, as everyone is aware, a lot of overseas these operations happening right now, that all takes up money. Um, and there's worries about, you know, what would have to be sacrificed, um, whether it's 
training exercises at home, whether it's training exercises with allies and partners, but something would have to be scaled down. And then because the military services want to prioritize, obviously, current operations and then people. It's actually the acquisition programs that are probably going to take the biggest hit. Um, And so, you know, contracts that should be awarded might be awarded late. They might be awarded not at all um, this fiscal year. And so all, all the military branches are really quite concerned about what this full year continuing resolution would mean. So what programs are most at risk of being impacted by a year long CR? Yeah, the branches are really concerned, actually, about their weapons portfolio, because if you think back to early last year when the fiscal 2024 budget request came out, all of them were really looking at longer range weapons, um, increased weapons production, uh, trying to get some multi-year procurement contracts on some of the weapons programs. And this was really aimed at building up our stockpiles here at home as well as helping some of our allies and partners rebuild their stockpiles um, after so many weapons have gone to Ukraine in particular, but also just been used, um, you know, in operations around the world. The Navy was looking at uh, doubling its investment in its standard missile six program, um, which is very important right now because they're expending so many standard missile twos um, in the Red Sea, actually. So they would need to increase production on that program. Um, The Army was looking at its Patriot Interceptors, um, the PAC-3 MSC program, trying to kick off a multi-year procurement effort, and that would not be able to happen under a full-year CR. And the Air Force was looking at increasing um, its joint strike missile production, as well as trying to um, do some investment in the industrial base for its JASM long-range missile program so that it could ramp up production in future years. And so, you know, all of the services are really looking at their weapons portfolio and understanding the need to increase production, and just none of these efforts would be able to take place under the full-year CR. Um, There's obviously other things. Um, You know, the Navy would be short on money for amphibious ships and for submarines. Um, A lot of concern about spending on barracks and child daycare centers and other things that, you know, are important to the force, um, and they just would not be able to have the money um, to make those investments during a full year continuing resolution. Also on your radar for today, the Army Reservists responsible for the deadliest mass shooting in Maine history last October received a glowing review from his military superiors. That's even as some of his family members were worried about his mental health. An annual evaluation from April 2023 indicated that Robert Card was, quote, a consummate professional who excelled as a squad leader and whose mentoring of troops was, quote, among the best. Six months later, Card killed 18 people in a mass shooting before killing himself on October 25th. Several of Card's fellow Army reservists are due to testify next month to a governor-appointed independent commission that's investigating the shootings that happened at a bowling alley and a bar in Lewiston. Body camera video of police interviews with the reservists before Card was hospitalized in upstate New York last summer showed fellow reservists alarmed by his behavior. One of them told a superior officer weeks before the attacks that Card was going to, quote, snap and do a mass shooting. None of those concerns appeared in Card's personnel record, which dates back to 2002, when he enlisted. And now here's some other stories that we're hearing trips about. Germany yesterday hosted the foreign ministers of Armenia and Azerbaijan for talks on a peace treaty. Armenia and Azerbaijan have a long history of land disputes. The most recent border skirmish left at least four Armenian soldiers dead in mid-February. 
Defense officials said the services will take a key step toward getting the V-22 Osprey fleet back in the air. Officials will lay out their plans to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to address safety concerns following a fatal crash in Japan. The Navy pinned its first robotics warfare specialist this week after recently announcing the new rating. And a series of wildfires swept across the Texas Panhandle early yesterday. That prompted evacuations, which cut off power to thousands and forced, a br- and forced the brief shutdown of a nuclear weapons facility. And on this day in history in 1940, Hattie McDaniel became the first African-American actress to win an Oscar for a performance in the Civil War movie, Gone with the Wind. That's it for us this morning. To get more top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com ebb to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted and produced by me, Zimone Z. Perez. Today's episode featured stories by the Associated Press and Megan Eckstein. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Gruse. Have a great day.